भगवते वासुदेवाय We are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 22, entitled The Orbits of the Planets. We will go through first seven verses. First is a chapter summary. In this chapter, the orbits of the planets are described according to the movements of the moon and other planets. All the inhabitants of the universe are prone to auspicious and inauspicious situations. This is referred to as the influence of the stars. The sun god, who controls the affairs of the entire universe, especially in regard to heat, light, seasonal changes and so on, is considered an expansion of Narayan. He represents the three he represents the three Vedas, Rit, Yajur and Sama and therefore he is known as Traimaya, the form of Lord Narayan. Sometimes the sun god is also called Surya Narayana. The sun god has expanded himself in twelve divisions and thus he controls the six seasonal changes and causes winter, summer, rain and so on. Yogis and Karmis following the Varnashrama institution who practice Hatha or Ashtanga Yoga or perform Agrihotra sacrifices, worship Surya Narayana for their own benefit. The demigod Surya is always in touch with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana. Residing in outer space, which is in the middle of the universe between Bhuloka and Bhurloka, the sun rotates through the time circle of the zodiac, represented by 12 rashis or signs and assumes different names according to the sign he is in. For the moon, every month is divided into two fortnights. Similarly, according to solar calculation, a month is equal to the time of the sun spent in one constellation. Two months constitutes one season and there are 12 months in a year. The entire area of the sky is divided into two halves, each represents an ayana, the, the course traversed by the sun within a period of six months. The sun travels sometimes slowly, sometimes swiftly and sometimes at moderate speed. In this way, it travels within the three worlds, consisting of the heavenly planets, the earthly planets and outer space. These orbits are referred to by great learned scholars by the name Samvatsara, Parivatsara, Idavatsara, Anuvatsara and Vatsara. Uh, the moon is situated 100,000 yojanas above the rays of the sun. Day and night on the heavenly planet and Pitaloga are calculated according to its waning and waxing. Above the moon by a distance of 300,000 yojanas are some stars and above these stars is Shukragraha Venus whose influence is always auspicious for the inhabitants of, inhabitants of the entire universe. Above Shukragraha by 200,000 Yojanas is Buddhagraha Mercury, whose influence is sometimes auspicious and sometimes inauspicious. Next above Buddhagraha by 200,000 Yojana is Angaraka, Mars, which almost always has an unfavorable influence. Above Angaraka, by another 200,000 Yojana is the planet called Brihaspati Graha, Jupiter, 
which is always very favorable for qualified brahmanas above brahaspati graha is the planet shani shanishchara saturn which is very inauspicious and above saturn is a group of seven stars occupied by great saintly persons who are always thinking of the welfare of the entire universe these seven stars circumambulate dhruva loka which is a residence of lord vishnu within this universe so we will read the verse this not a verse actually the prose uh, i could when it increase the size i can Should we? First one. Rajo vacha yadeda bhagavata aditya samiram dhuvam cha pradikshin pradikshanena parikramando rashinam abhukham prajalidam cha pradikshinam bhagavato pavarnitam amushya vayam kadham ಅನುಮಿಮಿಮಿಮಹತಿಭಾಗವತಾರಾಯಣ the mountain known as sumeru dhruvam cha as well as the planet known as dhruvaloka pradikshanena by placing on the right so when is here pradikshanena is basically circumambulation what we do so that is called as the right parikramatah which is going around rashinam the different signs of the zodiac abhimukham facing towards prachalitam moving cha and apradikshanam placing on the left bhagavata by your lordship ubavarnitam describe amushya of that vayam we are here katham how anumi mi mahi can accept it by argument and inference iti das king parikshit enquired from shukade goswami my dear lord you have already affirmed the truth that the supremely powerful sun god travels around dhruvaloka with both dhruvaloka and mount sumeru on his right so that is talking about the pradakshina the clockwise circumambulation now yet at the same time the sun god faces the signs of the zodiac and keeps sumeru and dhruvaloka on his left so this is talking about the anti clockwise rotation of the sun how can we reasonably accept that the sun god proceeds with sumeru and dhruvaloka on both his left and right simultaneously so basically the two motions are mentioned in bhagavatam the sun is rotating in clockwise direction around sumeru and also in the anti clockwise direction so here we can appreciate parishit maharaj he is very 
intelligent so he's asking you know how can you understand this these two these two kinds of uh, movements verse 2 sahovacha yatha kulala chakrena bhramadasaha bhramamatam tad ashrayanam ീലികാദീനാം ഗതിർ അന്യൈവ പ്രദർശ ആന്തരേഷ്വപി ഉപലഭ്യമാനത്വാത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്ത്
మాసపక్షద్వయం దివాన దివానక్తం చేతి సభాదార్శకం ద్వయం ఉపదిశంతి యా యావత షష్టం అంశం భుంజిత సవైరుతు ఇది ఉపదిశ్యతే సంవత్సరావయవ ద సన్ గోడ్ హూ ఇస్ నారాయణ ఆర్ విష్ణు ద సోల్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ద వర్ల్డ్స్ ఇస్ సిట్యుయేటెడ్ ఇన్ అవుటర్ స్పేస్ బిట్వీన్ ద అప్పర్ అండ్ లోవర్ పోర్షన్స్ ఆఫ్ ద యూనివర్స్ పాసింగ్ త్రూ ద ట్వెల్వ్ మంత్స్ ఆన్ ద వీల్ ఆఫ్ టైమ్ ద సన్ కమ్స్ ఇన్ టచ్ విత్ ట్వెల్వ్ డిఫరెంట్ సైన్స్ ఆఫ్ జోడియాక్ అండ్ అస్యూమ్స్ ట్వెల్వ్ డిఫరెంట్ నేమ్స్ అకార్డింగ్ టు దోస్ సైన్స్ ద అగ్రిగేట్ ఆఫ్ దోస్ ట్వెల్వ్ మంత్స్ ఇస్ కాల్డ్ సంవత్సరా ఆర్ అన్ ఎంటేరియర్ అకార్డింగ్ టు లూనర్ క్యాలకులేషన్ టూ ఫోర్త్ నైట్స్ వన్ ఆఫ్ ద వ్యాక్సింగ్ మూన్ అండ్ the other of the waning from one month sorry yeah one of the waxing moon and the other of the waning from one month that same period is one day and night of the planet pitruloka according to stellar calculation a month equals two and one quarter constellation okay when the sun travels for two months a season passes and therefore the seasonal changes are considered parts of the body of the year verse 6 athacha yavatathena nabho vidhiyam pracharatitam kalam ayanam achakshate thus the time the sun takes to rotate through half of outer space is called one ayana or it its period of movement in the north or in the south verse 7 అథాచ్చాభో మండలం సహ దివయో మండలాభ్యా కాస్యన సహ భుంజితం కాలం సంవత్సరం పరివత్సరం ఇడావత్సరం అనువత్సరం వత్సరం ఇది భానోట్ మాంద్య శైఖ్య సమ గధి సమానంతి and reads real explanation the sun god has three speeds slow fast and moderate the time he takes to travel entirely around the sphere of heaven earth and space at this three speeds is referred to by learned scholars by the five names samvatsara parivatsara idavatsara anuvatsara and vatsara purport by his then grace sipakanand swami shila prabhupada ki jai according to solar astronomical calculations each year extends 6 days beyond the calendar year and according to lunar calculation each year is 6 days shorter therefore because of the movements of the sun and the moon there is difference of 12 days between the solar and solar and lunar years as the samvatsara parivatsara idavatsara anuvatsara and vatsara passes by two extra months are added within each 5 years this makes a sixth samvatsara but because that samvatsara is extra the solar system is calculated according to the above five names okay so this is seven verse seven yeah we had done seven so <coughs> ఓజ్ఞానదివ్రాంతస్యాజనాంజనశలాకయాక్షూరుమిలితూతలే స్వయంకదాహ్యం దాతి స్వదాంతికం 
वंदेहम श्री गुरो श्रीयुता पदगमलम श्री गुरून वैष्णवांश्च श्री रूपम सागर जातम सहगणारकुनाथानितम तम सजीवम साधुएदम सावधूतम परिजन सहितम कृष्णचैतन्य देवम श्री राधा कृष्णपादान सहगणललिता श्री विशाखानितांश्च हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमामी हरिप्रिये पांचगलपदरूपेश कृपा सिंधुभे वचपदिताम पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमो विष्णु पादाय कृष्ण प्रेष्ठाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामिनिति नामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चात्य देशतारिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्या प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाथा श्रीवासादिगौर भक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे स्लाइड्स so if you don't watch the slides which are projected in youtube you won't be able to understand it is already a bit technical topic so it's already it's not very easy to understand so uh i will start explaining uh, so so for that just to give a brief background uh there are some difficult portions that we can find in shrimad bhagavatam in this particular particular canto and in particular we are dealing with the movement of the sun because last chapter was movements of the sun and the beginning of this chapter is also exactly dealing with the movements of the sun and that's where we will deal with a basic understanding of the universe i will not cover that which has already been covered then uh, how can we understand the change day and night form according to vedic cosmology we will try to understand the seasonal change according to vedic cosmology similarly the change of the seasons and uh, sorry the change of the seasons and the variable speed of the sun because these are the issues we are dealing with here and also the clockwise and anti clockwise movement of the sun around mount meru so these are the issues that we are going to deal with so it's not a an exhaustive presentation i will try to explain a few things uh, which could make sense so it is not very easy even to understand the basics it can it's a little bit involved but i will make, make it as simple as possible okay hari krishna so to start with this is about the movement of the sun here this is the mount meru and the washas etc you can see in the background 
first i would like to give a brief uh, introduction by saying that in this world from a scientific perspective most of the things are unknown we tend to think that and people tend to believe that according to science we know a lot about the universe however this notion is completely misplaced to illustrate that i will present this image from nasa it turns out that roughly 68% of the universe is dark energy so they know that there are a lot of energy in the universe which is unidentified don't know where it's come from so that is 68% and dark matter makes up to 27% the rest everything on earth everything ever observed with all of our instruments all normal matter adds up to less than 5% of the universe so this is a rough calculation so there can be a little bit up and down you can see the numbers but that really doesn't matter so to be very specific the matter that we know it's only 4.6% of this universe according to science so we can understand the amount of ignorance that we are dealing with and even in this 4.6% is very difficult to understand so please don't think that uh, according to science everything is unknown or even what we can see that is uh, known to a very limited degree and there are close to 95% which is unknown that is accepted by the scientists so that is called dark energy and dark matter so this is just to give a brief intro now just briefly going through the scientific models i am bringing the scientific models because in today's presentation we will be using different models so here just presenting what is a scientific model scientific models are approximations of the reality ported into a current mathematical paradigm so i'll explain what is the first phrase i have given so we had to explain something so bring a simple tool to explain that for example if you want to explain the movement of the sun i'm telling okay sun is moving around the earth then make a simple model okay there is a circle you put one dot here one dot here you rotate and then you know what is the radius you know the circumference etc it's a simple model so models are approximations of the reality ported into current mathematical paradigm what we can understand just port it and the realities are hypothesized perceived and analyzed and verified as the parameters of the model so for example if you are considering rotation we know there is a di diameter there is a radius there is a speed so if you are talking about a motion of earth or sun either way you look we make our simple model and we analyze the parameters of our model and be satisfied so it is not exactly the reality but it is only an explanation of the reality if i say okay i know the radius i know the speed so i can represent but that's not the reality it's only a representation and not as the objective reality in itself because models cannot give objective reality nonetheless models may benefit explanation of observation within a certain degree of accuracy so that's why we have models now why i am why i am bringing in models bhagavatam also talks about models so if you want to just analyze a little bit of bhagavatam presentation we had to get into the models so i 
dig this presentation out, which I was did maybe six years back during my Bhakti Vaibha. I had to give a presentation. So today, last night I was looking for this presentation and I found it. That was good. So that I could present it now. And but I had to still read it, and I had to re- go through the notes to rem- remind me myself. You know what's really going on. So I don't know how how far I can present. Anyway, let's try. So this is about the models, and now cosmological tools to consciousness. So here it is presenting some higher realities. The Vedic cosmological model presents a universe from the per- perception of a highly developed conscious beings. and who were not equipped with any of the current cosmological tools so they were they were writing about the whole cosmology not using the current tools they had their own vision and they had their own perspective and many of the presentations are from the heavenly realm so that makes it a little difficult what they see and what we perceive from our instruments are completely different so it is actually indicative of a higher consciousness So there are people with higher consciousness without these cosmological tools they could understand all these kind of things the vedic cosmological model elucidates the practical observation we find in the sky such as movement of the sun moons stars etc and their effects on the earth such as day and night seasons eclipses phases of the moon etc that demand explanation so vedic model is very simple what we are seeing from the earth that is explained naturally it has to be a geocentric model because it, it doesn't really matter what we see from the sun because we are not seeing from the sun so according to vedic literature what is the whole point in presenting a heliocentric model after all because it is useless for us for example if you want to calculate the season we calculate based on the position of the earth and the movement the movement of the sun then if you want to calculate astrology it is based on the position of the earth and the stars so always for all practical purposes we had to see where we are situated there is no point looking into the sun where is sun situated and related to the sun how all the stars are how where earth is it doesn't make any sense for any practical purposes and that's why uh, vedic literature naturally presents a geocentric model that's all as a simple as that and even further this model presents an alternate and detailed cosmological model beyond the current cosmological conceptions that has practical significance nonetheless this model opens windows to higher realms of conscious existence because it's showing you know things which are happening which we cannot really understand so it actually shows that okay there are higher beings in this universe and there are higher perspectives okay so far all clear all good <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah can we ask question now uh with yeah um uh, because you mentioned that uh, then we need the microphone maybe uh, we will deal with the questions later otherwise i'll not be able to complete this okay now the sophistication of shrimad bhagavatam shrimad bhagavatam bhagavatam's presentation is sophisticated enough to hold multiple models to explain the cosmic reality so shrimad bhagavatam's presentation is with multiple models so when it comes to say for example in this uh, verse 2 of chapter 22 it's talking about clockwise and anti clockwise movement of the sun right it is actually putting two models together in one verse 
So Bhagavatam is dealing with multiple models of the universe and Bhagavatam presents all of them here and there. So that adds to the confusion. So if you know which model Bhagavatam is speaking about, then there is some clarity. On the other side, contradictions help to deepen the level of understanding rather than to reject the Puranic presentation as a fantasy. So when there is contradiction, try to see that, okay, uh, there is a contradiction, there is a window to understand, okay, uh, there are deeper realities or there are more things to understand. So in that way, we can really go into a bit more details. Hmm? Now a brief explanation about geocentric and uh, heliocentric model, I explained earlier. Even if we pick geocentric or heliocentric model, it doesn't really matter when we consider the relativistic motion in the, uh, in the circular fashion. So generally, in the initial uh, scientific world, uh, relativity was presented in linear motions. Later, it was extended to uh, circular motions. So when you consider the relative motion in circles, it doesn't really matter. So we can consider, so the sun is there, we are rotating around the sun or now in our situation currently the day and night are explained based on rotation of earth on its own imaginary axis so one day it is rotating so we have day and night so we can forget about it we can fix ourselves earth is stationary sun is moving around the earth in a clockwise fashion east it rises go all the way and you can see sun setting in the west so simple, it's a clockwise motion. So we can see that way and there is nothing wrong in it because the effect is all the same. So that is, we are trying to say that there is no real problem with the heliocentric or uh, uh, geocentric model. Then another basic issue I will deal with that is Earth is flat or spherical. So this presentation, people living in countries at points diametrically opposite to where the sun is first seen rising will see the sun setting and if a straight line were drawn from a point where the sun is at midday the people in countries at the opposite end of the line would be experiencing midnight similarly if people residing where the sun is setting were to go to countries diametrically opposite they would not see the sun in the same condition so this is from the 21st chapter of Bhagavatam, 5th canton, the previous chapter so this is indeed presenting a spherical model because if you go to the opposite then you will see uh, the night. So here is indicating a spherical model and also uh, if you see many ancient deities where Varahadev is carrying earth and all these paintings everywhere you can see spherical. Lakshmi Varaha temple, I used to go to Lakshmi Varaha temple when I was a young boy <laughs> near my house if they are all spherical the, the earth is shown spherical so there are many descriptions of spherical earth as well so it is not that there is no mention of spherical earth it's everything is flat at the same time Srimad Bhagavatam presents the rotation of sun just above the Bhumandala <laughs> so when you see the Bhumandala approach you can see the sun is rotating around Bhumandala and that is showing a flat earth and of course there are explanations to this multiple explanations one is uh, the disk explanation so see this has Bhumandala as a disk and we have this planet earth on it so planet is spherical by nature but if you see the the size of the universe the height of the universe 
and if you see the, the entire planetary system here, that appears to be a disk. So that is one explanation. And another explanation, a bit more scientific, which is given by uh, Sadabhuta Prabhu in his book is, it is an ecliptic plane. Same, we are again talking about the, uh, the disk, but it is the ecliptic plane. What is ecliptic plane? See, the sun and the earth, the earth is in the middle, and sun is a uh, bit of a distance. And if you consider, if you see the sun, sun has its own axis, it is tilted, right? You can, sorry, not the sun, we can see earth is tilted, or we can see in either way, but here let's consider earth is tilted, and we have the sun there. Now, uh, if you mark a plane, how the, the orbit comes around, either earth around the sun or sun around the earth, if you consider that plane, the orbital plane, that is called the ecliptic plane. So, Bhumandala, if you, you, you might have seen many pictures of Bhumandala, where you see the uh, earth and the Jambudiv in the middle and all of the Dvipas and sun. So, that is actually the ecliptic plane. The ecliptic plane is the plane connecting sun and the earth around its orbit. So, that is the ecliptic plane. So, you can see the ecliptic plane. The, there has to be sun, there is the earth and in that connecting plane, that is the ecliptic plane. So, in this image, you can see the ecliptic plane. So, you see the sun, you can see the earth and that is the ecliptic plane. So, why it is important? It is important because many things will be based on this explanation and if I show something, another thing we had is the explanation of the flat earth is the planisphere model. In science, we have a planisphere. Planisphere is nothing but the projection of the globe into a two-dimensional surface. So, the globe becomes a circle. And so, you, here you can see the planisphere. And please note this planisphere. In this planisphere, when you go to the southern hemisphere, they are elongated. Can you see the planisphere? It is very important to understand. So, further explanation, this is going to be important in the scientific presentation. Because that is the defect in the projection, right? Towards the uh, north pole, it will be short distance and then it will be elongated. So this is the nature of the planisphere for everyone's information because we will be using it later. This planisphere to explain something. Then this is just the ecliptic plane. So I explained that. So the person is standing, that is, say if I am standing somewhere on the, that flat, one person is standing. And a plane you can see by the side, like a circle, that is an ecliptic plane, seen in a three-dimensional fashion. So that is actually connecting, that is a plane. If you see Earth is rotating, or if you see Sun is rotating, that is the plane on which this rotation is actually taking place. Clear? So that is an ecliptic plane. So these are some uh, basic terminologies to move further. Now, uh, let's... Uh, explain the change of seasons. So, in the last chapter here also we can see this change of season, isn't it? Bhagavatam, we read about the change of season because this is the one of the important aspect of the sun is that sun is giving uh, the winter, summer and other seasons. No, the, the whole explanation was there, but in this one of the verses it was there, right? Yeah, here see, 
he created the seasonal qualities such as heat cold and so on so the description is given in the previous chapter but here also it mentions and it is very important to understand the reason is shila prabhupad wanted us to understand uh, how the day and night are formed how the seasonal changes take place and how the eclipse and all other things happen so prabhupad wanted everyone to understand or according to the scientist according to the vedic scientist they should understand these points based on our geocentric model so that is prabhupad's uh, demand regarding this and so uh, we will look into the seasonal change which is uh, in one sense very straightforward so here you can see as i explained the sun the earth in the middle and you can see an angle can you see the rotation it's always in an angle and now let's see what happens is when okay so from here we can see that as the sun is going through the signs have you heard about the signs yes so there are 12 signs and each are corresponding to uh, different months you know so one year we can see this 12 signs and approximately a month once sun is moving from one sign to the next sign hmm? so here when uh, the sun is in capricorn we have the shortest day that is a winter solstice i'll explain further and winter solstice means shortest day in the northern hemisphere okay then as sun moves all the way through capricorn aquarius pisces aries etc all the way at gemini when it reaches cancer it becomes the longest day in the northern hemisphere and in between in aries it is the equinox so that is a spring equinox or vernal equinox so day and night are same i will explain how this happens but please understand how it works when it sun is going through we experience sometimes the days are long days are short this is so this is an observational explanation so this anyone can know this because there is no complexities this explanation no complexities according to the month you see that uh, the days are longer or shorter so anyone sitting on this earth anyone who can observe can see this reality right so that's why there is the solstice and the equinox where the day and night are the same and there is the longest day and the shortest day so this actually goes on here and then again it goes back so it's a rotation you can see from capricorn to cancer it is increasing duration of the day and from other motion from cancer leo virgo etc all the way to uh, capricorn it's again decreasing and in between there is autumnal equinox okay understandable this is we can experience on the earth huh? it's for northern hemisphere yeah it, it, it is completely different in the southern hemisphere yeah so it's not for us this is for not what i have described is for the northern hemisphere this picture is for the northern hemisphere what is the science for the science of different uh, zodiac signs these are starting from the entering into the set what is it exactly enter into the sign so each sign is 30 degree so approximately one month if you take it is going through one sign and to the next next i'll give you in the example 
on 22nd of uh, September a few days back uh, sun entered libra okay sun entered libra you can identify libra in this chart on top yeah so sun entered libra 22nd of september and that is the day it entered that is actually the equinox in the northern hemisphere see and from uh, libra it is going to move to scorpio after after a month it's going to scorpio sagittarius like that it is going to move clear so after a month you can see i think 23rd of october sun will be in scorpio got an idea how things are working yes in yeah yeah it's northern hemisphere so this is for northern hemisphere so that is a practical explanation and now northern line is the travel with the earth movement yeah that is the ecliptic yes ecliptic is the uh or it's just a place at this okay the yeah, sun's movement in our case the yeah, sun movement is the yellow one yeah that will come to that later yeah i will explain a little bit further in another picture is there i will explain further so so far all good so this is a basic observational explanation so there is no we are not adding any complexity this is anyone knows this so i got this picture from the internet because it is a basic explanation now we will look into some of the issues and before getting into the issues we want to explain day and night varying day and night according to vedic explanation so here itself if you see this image you can see that sun's light is not falling on the earth in equal distribution because of the angle and now please think about a heliocentric model that is assume earth is rotating okay if you consider earth is rotating now you can see that in the northern hemisphere in this picture sunlight is coming more and in the southern hemisphere sunlight is not coming make sense and just telling the current scientific explanation now you assume what will happen after 6 months the earth will go to the opposite direction where sunlight will come in southern hemisphere and not in northern hemisphere understand so this is a very simple thing now please make the heliocentric to geocentric so this is because assuming the earth is moving now if it is earth is not moving who has to move sun has to move so then it will appear that the sun is moving to the north and sun is coming to the south that also is observation we can see that so actually speaking there is no complexities it is very simple it's just a relativistic perception that's all it is very straightforward if you think in that way and in this picture please also look into the tropic of cancer and tropic of capricorn so that is actually showing how far you see the sun movement sun is going up and down right when you consider relativistic motion if you don't consider that the earth is moving the sun is moving then you had to see that sometime sun is close to the northern hemisphere and sometimes sun is closer to southern hemisphere so that motion how far it can go that is depicted by tropic of cancer and tropic of 
Capricorn. So when the sun is at the uh, Tropic of Cancer, one can see the longer duration of day in the northern hemisphere. And when it comes to the down to the Tropic of Capricorn, one sees longer days in southern hemisphere. So that is the summer solstice for the no northern hemisphere and the winter solstice. Uh, solstice. So the day is short. And in the middle, one sees that the day and night are equal. Getting an idea? Simple. Next. So the same thing I have just given with the Tropic of Cancer, Capricorn and in the middle, Equator. And interestingly enough, Karkarekha, this is the Tropic of Can uh, Cancer, it is near Bhopal. Because it is going through, it's going through India, the third, you know, above the equator, the Tropic of Cancer, uh, cancer is going through India and it is near Bhopal. <laughs> Bhopal Highway, they have drawn, can you see on the right side, you can see that there are two lines on the street. So that is actually the Tropic of Cancer. So if you see how, how far the sun can move, this is far the sun can move up. <laughs> that far it can go down also. <laughs> so, you see, this, actually it's not very complex, <laughs> it is simple. <laughs> Alright. It's in India, Bhopal, near Bhopal, Madhya Pradesh, right? Bhopal, if you go up, <laughs> you can see this is the Tropic of Cancer. The people have put this, Karkarekha. Karka means cancer in Sanskrit, so Karkarekha. So, when sun is there, longer day we can experience in India, in our northern hemisphere. And in the North Pole, what will happen? Six months <laughs> sun, six months sun. So similarly, when you come down, not the Karkareka, uh, the Capricorn, when it comes there, what will happen? In the northern hemisphere, six months darkness. <laughs> so you can, you know, you can understand this, simple. Mm. Now, after knowing this, we could get into this varying day and night. Okay, this is very important. The varying, now I'm going to explain how the day and night take place and how further, a little bit more explanation about this day and night. Okay, so this is interesting. Here again, we are going back to this planisphere. So please understand this planisphere is elongated as you move away from the center. This is very important. So please keep that in the mind. And so, since uh, it is elongated towards the south, and since there is an angle between sun, make it show me a little bit. Yeah. And assuming that okay, this uh, there is a planisphere projection, and also understanding that there is an angle between the sun and the earth, because we know there is an angle is there. And because of that, when we project this motion of the sun on this planisphere, it is not going to be a concentric circle, it will be an off-centric circle. Sun is moving around the sign, right? And when it is moving around the sign, it has an upward and downward motion. Southern and northern motion, which is we call it Uttarayana, Dakshinayana. So, because of that, when we project that motion on the planisphere on Earth, can you understand? So, that projection looks like this. In here, that off-centric circle, you can see all the signs of the zodiac. In the off-centric circle, you can see the signs of the zodiac. And it is a projection of sun's movement along with the signs on the planisphere of Earth. 
get an idea okay i'll explain further i'll go back and i'll show you so you can in this picture you can see that sun will be moving moving from tropic of cancer to tropic of capricorn if that motion is there has to be there that's how the uttarayana dakshinayana take place now you project that motion onto earth on the planet sphere make sense now you make the planet sphere of this earth at this point considering the motion of the the sun then what happens that's how we get this one so this is from geocentric view point yeah it's all geocentric yeah. from geocentric view point so this is how the movement of the sun actually take place because see it it has to be off centric the reason is the trop tropic of cancer capricorn will be elongated it will go further <laughs> you understand similar when whereas the tropic of cancer will be closer to the equator so that's why you can see that uh, off centric circle so this point the uh, the bottom point of the off centric circle that is the tropic of uh, no the uh, the bottom one the bottom one the bottom one is the tropic of cancer no 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 you see don't don't think up and down you see away from the circle away from the center and <laughs> closer to the circle don't think about the up down up down doesn't make sense here because everything is projected so now you see the tropic of cancer has to be closer to the northern pole right then which is close to the north pole that which is on the bottom and the tropic of capricorn has to be away from the center and so that is far away can you see so don't think uh, up up uh, in terms of up and down but in terms of which is closer to the north pole and which is away from the north pole so just to give an idea now having explained this why i brought it this will actually explain from this we can explain the variable speed of the sun from this we can explain how the day and night take place so i'll show you if sun is at one position here okay in this you can see that right one is one is actually going like this on the zodiac sign so depending on sun's position you experience a particular duration of day and a particular duration of night we already explained now this can be shown by this graph picture so when sun is here it is called the terminator line terminator line is separating day and night simple you see here if sun is the this is for the sun is closer to the northern hemisphere now you can see the north pole is always in sun in a six months in sun and then if when sun moves it comes here then the terminator line is equal means day and night are equal can you see that what's the terminator uh, termination between the day and night so previous one you see uh, okay previous one you see sun is closer to the north pole so the north pole is actually covered by the sunlight and then uh, so six months its sun is uh, up in the north pole and terminate line the day and night are equal and when the sun is away from the north pole which is uttarayana at the winter solstice for the north pole or the uh, uh, yeah what do you call it? north the north the north pole 
the upper uh, northern hemisphere then it will ha happen like the uh, north pole is dark it's all different model it's just an explanation of the same thing but uh, this is flat earth according to this picture yeah, yeah this is a flat earth yes the planet sphere right? yeah so the sun is moving no 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 just rotating like this on top the sun is coming Oh, yeah, that, that takes place, but if you explain one day, just consider one rotation. Don't consider the movement, <laughs> you don't consider the other movement, no. Yeah, 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 slowly it is coming like that, but don't consider at this point. So basically it's rotating or gradually coming to outer, like that? Yeah, yeah, and then again going inside, going out and going inside. So you can see, so for a, for a time just consider one rotation. So you can see uh, Australia when it is, uh, you know, uh, night, in a other part of the world opposite or India, America is here. When India is there, America is <laughs> dark, like that we can understand, see. So that is because of this rotation. You know, sun is rotating, so this terminated line is also rotating. And you can see, you know, sun and moon, you know, day and night is coming and going in different countries. So that is depicted by this. The planet sphere, you know, the planet sphere is there, but it's flat, there is no like... No, no, it's showing a flat earth. That's right, yeah. Then how the rays of the sun is uh, actually terminated because that, that what the rays is No, because this plan is here, so there is no point. It, it's actually three-dimensional, right? So this model is <laughs> uh, two-dimensional, so you cannot explain that with this model, that's all. Yeah. So you cannot explain everything with the given model. Some of them can be. All right. Now, let's explain the uh, variable speed of Sun. So here we read this verse 20, uh, 22.7, The sun god has three speeds, slow, fast and moderate. The time he takes to travel entirely around the sphere of the heaven, earth and space at these three speeds is referred to by learners scholars by the five names. Okay, the Samasra, Pradivasra, Idavasra, Anivasra, Anvasra. So how can we understand the three speeds of the sun? From a scientific model, it is not very difficult to understand. Okay. Just go to this picture. So, yeah, it is actually the perception of the speed. So sun is traveling in the same speed. But what Bhagavatam is speaking is the perception of the speed. The speed as it's experienced, if you go to the scientific model of planisphere, it is very obvious that if you go to the but away from the center, because planisphere is elongated, sun has to travel fast. Right? <laughs> when it is coming to the middle, it has to travel in a moderate speed. And when it is closer to the, uh, the pole, to the center of, this, uh, center of this picture, then it has to travel fast. Sorry, travel slower. Because it's a short distance, it is represented by a short distance, so it has to travel slower. So it is only a perception of the reality. Sun is traveling in the same speed, but uh, when we are projecting using a planisphere, then we see that, okay, it is traveling in variable speed. Make sense? This is very simple, isn't it? So now we want to make things very simple. And so, seeing this picture, you can understand, during Dakshinayana, Sun is away from the center. Right? See the image? Sun will be away from the center. Can you have access to the cursor and show what is 
Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Here we go. The, you see the cursor in Dakshinayana when sun is farthest from the northern hemisphere at the tropic of Capricorn and touching that point. That point, what happens? You get all the light in the southern hemisphere because it is closer to the southern hemisphere. At that point, since this planet sphere is elongated, sun has to travel faster or appears to travel faster because of this planet sphere. Because otherwise, how can it cover the whole thing in one year, for example, <laughs> right? So it appears to travel fast, uh, fastest at this point, as it's shown by this cursor. And then if you go further, the, the, the speed of the sun is decreasing, decreasing, and here it is becoming the moderate speed. Then it is decreasing further, 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 and when it comes to Uttarayana in the northern hemisphere, so there the sun is right on top of the, the tropic of Cancer. I showed you the Karkarega about uh, India. Mm. And then what happens? That point, the sun appears to travel slowest. The reason is our map is short distance. So it has to cover that area because the time has to be the same. It's not that the month can change. One month has to be the same in Northern Hemisphere or the Southern Hemisphere. So to adjust that time, it looks like the sun is traveling slow. And that is explained in this verse 7. So this three concentric circle is Cancer, Equator and Capricorn. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All good. And the top small one looks like the... Uh, that is the polar thing, you know, so this is not really about it. So, all good? Yeah. And uh, what about the day and night? Sun, sun, that is like the travel for one year. Yeah, one year, yeah. When day and night, the sun is there in uh, the capital. Yes, so what happens during the day? Okay, this is an important point to understand as well. Uh, during the day, what happens if you... If you are sitting here in Australia, wherever, you look into the eastern horizon. So when sun is rising, or let's go to the no northern hemisphere better. So sun is rising from the eastern direction and there will be a star behind the sun. So what is this? The star means, don't get confused, I'll show you. Here we are talking about star means constellations. So they are all constellations. They are like the backdrop of the universe. So all these constellations are there and the sun is moving. If we were sitting in earth, what we see, sun is attached to one constellation. Say currently, sun has entered Libra in the northern hemisphere, 22nd of September. So you see that uh, the Virgo constellation in back in the sky and sun is much, much nearer to us. And so when the eastern horizon, what happens? Maybe you can show me, I'm explaining here. So, what happens, say, in the eastern horizon when the constellations are here and the sun is here. So you see that when you look in the morning, you see one constellation behind the sun. But we cannot see because of the sunlight. And it actually goes all the way up like that. And if you go to the west and finally it is setting, sun is setting. And the constellation, that constellation is also going. Similarly, all the constellations you can see rotating along with the sun. But as the month changes, when you look into the sky in the morning, then it will not be that kind con of constellation. So currently you may see Libra, then, then next uh, you may see Scorpio after a month. 
so there is a relative motion between the constellations or the zodiac signs and the sun as well yeah yes it's part of the kala chakra yes it is so two motions we had to understand so because the sun is uh, moving around the earth on a daily basis so that causes day and night according to vedic literature and since the sun is moving around the zodiac signs that causes the change in seasons so they both are, both are explained based on that now i'll explain based on the this is a bit of a scientific explanation which we can understand now what bhagavatam speaks further bhagavatam explains we can show that bhagavatam shows sun's chariot the chariot of the sun god has only one wheel <laughs> and many of you have seen that picture which is known as uh, samvatsara the 12 months are calculated to be its 12 spokes the six seasons are the sections of each rim and the three chaturmasya periods are the three sections the hub one side of the axle carrying the wheel rest upon the summit of mount meru and the other rest upon the manasara mountain affixed to the outer end of the axle the wheel continuously rotates on manasara mountain like the wheel of an oil pressing machine it was from the previous chapter so what this is saying is Uh, there are actually one more uh, thing we had to consider in here one is one axis is on the uh, the mount meru one is on the pole star so one is on the mount meru one on the mount meru one on the pole star and both are connecting to the sun one is connecting to the pole star one is pole star connection one is a connection from the mount meru and the wheel is resting on the manasara mountain so that one single wheel is rotating around the bhumandala this is the bhagavatam presentation and now according to puranic explanation how this uttarayana and dakshinayana comes how that day and night changes so that is explained based on Is it allegorical? Yeah, it's allegorical. Pretty, pretty much allegorical. Yeah. It's, not, it's not visible as such. So we had to understand subtle. <laughs> we cannot really see that. And now I will explain another explanation of this uh, shorter day and longer day. Again, based on Puranic understanding. So here, I already explained the, uh, the uh, variable space based on planisphere, where the sun is moving and the, that I explained. Now, Puranic explanation is, uh, this is the path of wheel on the Manasotra mountain. So, there are multiple tracks on the Manasotra mountain. So, what happens is, uh, during Uttarayana, this wheel is coming, coming inside. So, c- coming closer to Mount Meru. and during dakshinayana it is going outside so it is changing tracks so when it is at the middle day and night are equal so when it's taking the uh, center path day and night are equal and then the sun is traveling in moderate speed and when it is coming closer then 
the day increases because we are entering Uttarayana. And since it is coming closer, if you consider the rotation, if you consider the same angular velocity, you understand the same angular velocity, and if you are closer to the, the center point, then the aerial velocity has to be more. Sorry, it has to be less. You know, if you have two things are rotating, if two things are rotating, if I had to keep up the same thing you can show me, show here, yeah. If you are, if your two things are rotating, that which is closer to the center has to move slower, whereas that which is further has to move faster to keep up the same angular velocity. Mm. You can experiment to keep up the same angular velocity. I can myself feel in it when I'm moving. Mm. I can see that I had to do a little bit of rotation from my this hand, but this one I had to move faster. See? So similarly, when the wheel is closer to the center, what happens? It is slowing down. And when it's going away from the center, it is moving faster. So that is another explanation of this variable speed of sun as we read in verse 7. But with this explanation, doesn't it prove that Earth is flat? Yeah, this is a flat Earth explanation. Mm -hmm. we, we are dealing with many models, so we had to deal with all the models, and <laughs> we cannot do much about it. <laughs> so, uh, again, trying to understand, with Uttarayana and Dakshinayana, is, is it because of uh, the elliptical? That yeah, I'll show you. Is that, is that what it's coming, coming. So, now, explanation of Uttarayana and Dakshinayana. Variable speed is explained in a couple, couple of ways. Now I'll get into the Uttarayana Dakshina a little bit more. So here in this I'll make it a little bigger and I'll just try to show you from not projection. Yeah, cursor. With cursor I'll show you. So here you can see we see the relative to the earth which you can see here as a circle sun is moving southwards and northwards. When sun is moving southwards it is called Dakshinayana. So you can see it is moving all the way till the Tropic of Capricorn and up all the way up till the Tropic of Cancer. And this movement we call it as Uttarayana and Dakshinayana. And based on that we experience uh, equinox and different solstices. Right? Clear? Any question from anyone? Equinox is day and night are the same, that is equinox. And solstice, summer solstice for the northern hemisphere means the, the longest day, and winter solstice means shortest day. So I was explaining that from the right from the beginning. Yeah, I'll get to that again one more time. So is that clear? So that uh, Uttarayana Dakshinayana clear, and the upward and the southward movement of the sun is clear? Alright. Now, now we'll deal with the next. Uh, contradiction or a difficult point to understand that is two kinds of rotations of the sun so here this is the first verse of this chapter King Parikshit inquired from Shri Goswami my dear lord you have already affirmed the truth that the supremely powerful sun god travels around Dhruvaloka with both Dhruvaloka and Mount Sumeri on his right so that is talking about clockwise direction Yet, at the same time, the sun god faces sign of the zodiac and keeps Sumeru and Dhruvaloka on his left. How can he reasonably accept the sun god uh, proceeds with Sumeru and Dhruvaloka on both his left and right simultaneously? So, here two motions of sun are mentioned. One is clockwise and another is anti-clockwise. So, how can we explain? It is very simple. 
One, you sit here and see how the sun is moving. So assume you are closer to Mount Meru, right? We are all closer to Mount Meru because Earth. We are in the Jambudvi. And so you see, clockwise, sun is moving. Sun is rising in the eastern direction and going all the way to the west. So it is a clockwise movement of the sun. So that is creating day and night. Then what is anti-clockwise movement? That is the motion of the sun relative to the zodiac. It is the rotation of the sun relative to the zodiac. So if you consider, I'll explain, see this. Hmm? So, Kamachakra and Sun come together, but the Kamachakra is uh, the movement of the Sun is different to Kamachakra. Yes. But if you compare Zodiac and Sun, it means faster. Sun is faster. Well, it's the same speed. Kamachakra is faster, faster, but its Sun is one degree less. Yes. Yes. So, that's the relative motion that is mentioned here. So, here. The answer is given when a potter wheel is moving and small ants are located on that big wheel. So there is a potter wheel rotating. So that is compared to the Kala Chakra hmm? or the Zodiac, the Kala Chakra, that is one. And the ant is compared to sun. So what happens is if the potter wheel is rotating faster than the ant's movement, then it can look like that the ant is going backwards. Yes, yes, it is one degree. Time, it's less uh, one exactly, one degree less. That's right. It's from the point of view of the zodiac. So that way, it looks like it looks like sun is going backwards with respect to the zodiac. So that's where when the Potter wheel is the whole Kala Chakra, and then the so here is mentioned the sun and the planet hover say. Similarly, the signs of the constellation with Sumeru, Dhruloka on the right move with the wheel of time and the ant-like sun on the planets move with them. The sun and planets, however, are seen in the different signs and constellations at different times, right? We explained that already. This indicates that their motion is different from that of the zodiac and the wheel of time itself. So it can be reconciled by stating constellation are potter's wheel and the sun is compared to an ant. Right. If we consider the earth as stationary and then the movement of the sun, planets and stars around the earth or Meru is clockwise fashion. First I explain. Then if we assume the static nature of the stars, so here stars means the constellations. So if we assume the static nature of the, sun, the stars, then the sun's yearly rotation around the Meru is anticlockwise. It looks like that. You understand? So this is again two different perceptions. It's a point of, yes, point of observation. That's why we can see the multiple models present in the same verse and that makes it complicated. Finally, so here now you can make a more sense about, out of it. That you can see how the sun is going through different uh, signs and so if you see the sun is actually moving, if you consider the signs, the sun is moving in anticlockwise. See, a a Aries, if we start from Aries, first is Aries, then is Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, and uh, Pisces. So this is the rotation. This is how the month changes, basically. The, uh, the science changes like that. Now, if you see this, you can clearly see it is an anticlockwise rotation, right? 
But if you see the rotation around the earth, that is clockwise. So both can be depicted with this. And from this, we can understand how there are different days and nights based on the movement of the sun, up or down. And we can understand the sources, equinox, and uh, variable speed of the sun. So basically, that concludes uh, this presentation. Any questions? Yeah? You can pass the mic. With the ant going backwards, looks like it's going backwards. Whether it's going clockwise or counterclockwise, Meru is always in the right hand side. On the photo's view. I know if you, if you see, if you see the direction, if you see anti-clockwise, the motion, if you see anti-clockwise, then we are uh, talking from the perspective where we are not talking about which direction and is looking. You understand? We are not, if you, your logic is based on which direction and is facing based on left or right. We are not talking about that. I'm saying, if we look from the outside of the photo, we the third question. The ant is either going slow or fast. Uh, no, ant is going either clockwise or anti-clockwise. <laughs> only two ways ant can move. Either it has to be clockwise or anti-clockwise. Because of the, look, because of the relative motion, it looks like anti-clockwise. And when it is anti-clockwise, and it doesn't look like going like this, going like that. You understand? The yeah, of, no, it will not be. So if you see anti-clockwise motion, then how can you say that? It, don't look into right and left. Understand it is clockwise or anti-clockwise. Then just try to figure out how it is the right or left. If you understand clockwise and anti-clockwise, then you understand. Your your point of Mount Meru is on the, uh, on the right is based on you are fixing the direction of the ant. So you are assuming that ant is facing one direction, then it always has to be this direction. That is that's where you are looking at. But that's not the way Bhagavad is presenting. Make sense? Yes. The, the speed is more than the end, so you see it's moving, you see the end is going back, because it's moving constantly. So from that perspective, you see opposite the position of the wave of the So, so, the, mother, the point is, you see the, when you see the clockwise, anti-clockwise, if you can understand, then the right-left is not a major issue. Yeah, but that is based on the clockwise and that our understanding about is clockwise and anti-clockwise. So if you understand clockwise and anti-clockwise, then you can understand. Yeah. Couple of questions. So one is um, in the beginning you mentioned that all this, um, all this, the the, um, the all these explanations given by the sages that that can or that is coming from the heaven, like the, they have more heavenly perspectives. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, so then how is it relevant for us studying it in here? But I, that was my original question, but then I think... How it is relevant? Because otherwise, if we cannot understand anything out of it, one can reject it completely. So at least we need to know that there are higher perspectives, higher consciousness. is very important for us to understand that there are other beings who are more intelligent than us. Otherwise, how are you going to accept even God? If, 
थैंक यू वेरी मच ग्रंथ राशि में भागवत